재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Well, what are Koreans buzzing about online and in their media? That's the question we always ask at the start of the week on this show, just to get a feel for what uh, what's really on their minds and uh, what the mindset is in this country. On Mondays, we do it with Violet Kim. It's called Culture Pulse. Violet, welcome to the studio. Hi, Kurt. All right, so one of the things that Westerners always kind of chuckle about or visitors to Korea chuckle about is uh, Koreans take such care and are so concerned with the level of spice that we can tolerate in our food. It's like, are you sure you can eat that kimchi jjigae? Right. Are you sure? Right. I'm going to serve you the sundubu jjigae, but I'm going to dial it back for you, you know, and they'll say to the Korean next to you in the restaurant, oh, that, that guy's a Westerner, so I'll make it, I'll make it uh, a softer for him or her. Right. Um, when actually, we kind of like uh, spicy food, many of us. Right. And um, I think Koreans uh, stereotypically like spicy food to the extent that it's being written about that maybe they're eating a bit too much spicy food. Right. A Money Today feature on the health problems of spicy foods and widespread food franchises that peddle spicy foods attracted a lot of attention. And the article does agree with your claim that spiciness in food has become representative of Koreans or Koreanness, mm. which is a little funny because I don't think historically it was always so. Kimchi used to be white and not spicy. There's so many other world cuisines that are spicier. Mm-hmm. Mexican food, Thai curry. Thai food is off the charts, mm-hmm. yeah. Indian curry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the article claims that Korean food is very spicy and... It talks about how it's causing health problems and how sometimes foods and franchises can go overboard. Yes, several decades of uh, a daily full frontal assault of gochujang or uh, gochukaru or Mm. whatever uh, can do a... Do a job on somebody's stomach, can't they? It can, but I don't think that gochujang is necessarily inherently spicy. Okay. A little bit of it can add, really enhance the flavor of the dish. Yeah. But the article talks about more artificial flavors. Ah, really? Um, Ten years ago, the spiciest ramyeon was 2,700 on the Scoville skill, which is apparently a measurement of the spicy heat of peppers. Uh-huh. And today, this ramyeon has been pushed down to number nine, and there's an even spicier ramyeon that's at the top. So How, food what, has what Scoville been, score did that get? That's uh, 8,557. So okay, that's so a that's huge close lead. to four times spicier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you could, Yeah, so when you're distilling it in the forms of uh, chemical approximations of spice, it's not really necessarily the natural gochujang that's the problem. Right. It's this sort of industrial fast food. Exactly. Ah, interesting. Exactly. Okay. And the problem is that spicy food, I think, is generally considered to be good, I would say. Yeah. But too much of it can be bad for the stomach. And a lot of people in the comments gave detailed accounts of the effects of spicy. I didn't include that in the social You're very media. Very good. Events, okay, excellent. You can imagine. Well, it's the spicy, the red food in Korea uh, gets most of the PR, mm-hmm. uh, the kimchi and the jjigae and mm-hmm. things like the that. Pultak. But the pultak. Forget mm-hmm. that. Uh, you'll be suffering for days mm-hmm. after that. But. Um, our chef that comes in on Wednesday, Chef Jung So Young, mm-hmm. uh, many of the things she presents are not uh, inherently spicy. The dishes that she comes up with, they're very seasonal, they're very you know healthy, but they're not doused in, in gochujang the right. way some of the more uh, famous Korean foods are. Anyway, we've got some chit-chat from people online in this week's social media elements. Let's hear what they say about spicy food.
I've met people who like to brag about their ability to eat spicy foods. I'm not great at eating spicy foods, and I can only shake my heads at those who say, Are you a child? How is this spicy? It's because everyday life in this society is stress-inducing. So we can't help but love spicy foods, as a way of releasing that stress. Certain varieties of peppers add a cool clean spiciness to the dish, but too much capsaicin powder makes me feel ill after I have the food. I love how the second automated voice about releasing stress through eating spicy food right. was an Indian voice. I think that's very credible. I think an Indian person might have said the exact same thing. It was actually in the article as well. Yeah. Experts were talking about how spiciness is not a flavor, it's pain, and that stimulates the secretion of adrenaline yeah. and therefore makes us happier. So <laughs> there is some science behind it. Well, capsaicin, the, mm-hmm. the critical ingredient that gives you that sort of burn, uh, tricks your mouth into thinking it's being, you know, uh, on fire, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, my mom back home in the United States, if it has come within 10 feet of a jar of Tabasco or a mm-hmm. bottle of Tabasco, she mm-hmm. can't touch it. She can oh. detect like one on the Scoville scale. Oh, wow. She can't take any, any spicy okay. food whatsoever. So there's that for spicy food. Let's move on to topic number two. Uh, we've heard of this topic every now and then. Uh, Koreans are some of the most well-traveled people in the world. They go everywhere. They take lots of trips. And especially among uh, the older generation, especially, they tend to wear their mountain gear mm-hmm. no matter where they're going, whether they're going right. to Michelangelo's Chapel or, um, you know, the Vatican or the Louvre. You can spot them in trekking gear. Right. And there was an SBS report on this and it wasn't really like you already seem to know about it It wasn't really the report itself that was particularly groundbreaking Uh and new to me what attracted my attention was the overwhelming response in terms of volume a lot of people had a lot of things to say on that but is there is it like one of those 50-50 kind of situations or was the overwhelming response in one particular direction or the other it was in one particular direction I think you can guess what direction that was (laughs) it's hard for me to guess because I think it's a generational thing a little bit or is it? Right. Um, you know, when you when Koreans are traveling, I think they just prefer comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with wearing hiking clothes per se to almost any destination. But when they're really bright and colorful and mm-hmm. pink and blue mm-hmm. and red and it really looks like you're on a hiking trip, right. uh, that I think can get a bit much. Right, right. And Am I, I missing I would a say, key angle here? Well, I mean, the report... It, it actually stemmed from a travel agency or that arranges group tours sending out a group message to the travelers saying, please refrain from wearing hiking clothes. And their reason was it's because people can see the clothes, people abroad, and immediately identify these travelers as Korean. And my first thought was, why is this problematic? Why is that bad? Right, why is it bad to yeah. be seen as a tourist? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also think that the category of tourist is universally something that's considered, it's a badly dressed people's. Sure, um, sure. And they're generally, there to relax. Right. They've, got their, they've got their tacky clothes on. Right, and like you said, often. it's about comfort. Sure. When, when you're traveling, you can't be wearing evening dress while mm-hmm. you're walking along cobblestone streets. Why, though, is it specifically bad to be recognized as Korean when abroad? I, the report didn't really get into that, probably because it was written in Korean for a Korean audience. Uh-huh. But the comments did talk about how a lot of them didn't have a problem with the hiking outfits in and of themselves, but how 
a bunch of hikers go and act in a certain way and then from then well, on they give another you know a bad reputation to other koreans and innocent koreans and in hiking outfits so that's one one theory fascinating i mean when mm-hmm. when korea it almost cues a mindset doesn't mm-hmm. it when koreans put on that hiking gear it's almost kind of like a mountainside mindset a little bit louder a little bit more boisterous right maybe a little bit more alcohol in the mix right. um and that might uh, sort of uh, irritate people in other contexts, like right. an indoor museum. Right. I think it's like the same idea that's behind why people wear uniforms. Certain types of clothing sort of get you to act in a certain manner. And if you're in this large group where everyone's wearing hiking clothes, yeah. it is likely that you will be louder and yeah. more raucous. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think a lot of the people also are thinking of groups of people dressed in hiking gear in Korea and the way they act yeah, and exactly. the associations with that. Um, uh, all right, so just give me a flavor of what specifically what people are saying. Well, a lot of readers talked about national shame. Um, national shame national over hiking shame. gear? Come on now. Right. Not the hiking gear in and of itself, but people wearing hiking gear. All right. Uh, and others said that it was because people were hiking outfits everywhere, not just while walking or doing outdoorsy things, but yeah. to museums, fancy restaurants, restaurants, weddings, art galleries. I can picture certain European restaurants with chandeliers and maitre d's and things like that. Right. And then you, you know, show up uh, with eight people in, you know, in Kansan gear, right. trekking gear. And I can't, I can't think, I can't help but think that it has a lot to do with the prejudice against hiking gear itself as well, mm. the negative associations, because yeah. some, there was a trend of wearing hanbok while traveling and no one had a problem with okay. that. Okay. Well, you know, wear the down, you know, the downscale stuff, the mm-hmm. greens, the blacks, mm-hmm. keep it, keep it uh, sort of tame. Yes. And I think the hiking gear could work as a, as an evening wear or as a tourism outfit. Right. Let's move on to topic number three. Uh, do you think housework is work and should a housewife or a house husband be remunerated there's a very specific case that's raising this question right so recently a post from a homemaker i use the word homemaker but in korean the word is just housewife okay um and this post on an online community went viral and the title of the post was after doing housework i realized i deserve a monthly salary of 4.8 million won that's not bad and so the internet got very angry the internet got angry um, at her demand? At her demand. How dare she demand so much work for something like housework? Oh, or really? so much, so much pay. income, yes. And the the post said that she'd worked at a company and as a homemaker, and she said that the latter work is much harder. And she even posted an Excel file describing how like she got sort to of the sum a, she a line did. by line itemization of her day, right? Right, right. And so it was, does this break down into a per task kind of uh, charging? Right. She broke it down into categories: laundry, cleaning, cooking, and laundry had a task, for example, called doing the laundry, folding the laundry, and putting it back. Okay. And the writer of the post charged fifty thousand won. Oh my goodness! For instance, that's a pretty upscale right. laundry service. Yeah. <laughs> what else? But, what other kind of tasks were in there? Um, there was cleaning the bathroom, which was 20000 per clean. Mm. Weirdly enough, cooking was cheaper than doing the dishes. Uh-huh. And because of these inconsistencies and the humor in some of the categories, I can't help but think that it was partly tongue-in-cheek yeah. and partly an exercise in getting people riled up and getting people to think about, you know, why we devalue housework so much. A little bit of mild trolling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say so. Well, uh, housewives of the world or house husbands of the world, decide on your salary and perhaps you can enter a, into a negotiation soon. That's our culture pulse for this morning. Violet, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Koreascape resumes right after this.